Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. This week, I'm responding to a mom who reacted to my article, Set Limits Without Yelling. She has a a two-and-a-half-year-old, and he seems to be constantly testing her, and she's struggling mightily to keep a cool head. Before I begin, I want to remind everybody that both of my books, No Bad Kids and Elevating Child Care, are available on audio at audible.com, and also in paperback at Amazon, and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and apple.com. So just to give you a sense of the article, if you haven't read it, I discuss what I call some common discipline missteps, and missteps doesn't mean terrible parents are doing these terribly wrong things. It simply means that these are things that actually make behavior worse in our children. And so it's not going to help us if we do these things. They're normal things that we all do. So there's no judgment there, just uh, noticing that these are going to set us up for more problems. So it's good to get a handle on them. Uh, One is yelling. Two is not setting limits early enough, which often leads to yelling or feeling like yelling. Three, not following through which can also lead to yelling. Oh, Janet, this comes right in a moment when I'm feeling so sad because I feel like a failure. I'm struggling with a 2.5-year-old boy who's testing me dozens of times a day. Reading this makes me think that I, too, wait much longer than I should before taking action until I feel worn out with no patience left at all, and I end up yelling. Doesn't help the fact he is always looking for me, doing things with me, being on my lap, or even nursing. As soon as I sit down, he comes looking for nurses. When he plays, he wants me there eight times out of ten. And since beginning preschool, not sure what it's called in English, anyway, it's the school I work at as well, so he sees me there with other kids, it's obviously gotten worse. Wants mummy for every single thing, even feeding sometimes. Doesn't want to be left home with anybody else but me when I go, once a week, the only two hours I keep for myself all week, to the swim pool. I try to have quality time with him every day, but I obviously have a house to run besides work, so I can't spend all the time playing with him. The icing on the cake is the screaming. He's done that for ages, first screaming for no reason, and he has a voice so loud it's unbelievable. Now both for no reason and when he can't have something the way he'd like. We tried ignoring first, then telling him that's not the right way to ask or say things and replying only when he would say things in a normal voice. Works sometimes, but not every time, possibly because we lost it a few times, me and my husband, and maybe he knows that's a switch for us. When he yells right in your ear and you go deaf for a moment, it's really hard to keep cool. So we were that dumb to yell back, stop screaming. Do you like this? I know, a very low point. I never thought it would get like this, that I would end up this tired, frustrated, and miserable for knowing I am not doing him any favor by being this weak. But that's where we are right now, and I have to admit I'm relieved those days when he naps in the afternoon, happens rarely, and I know it shouldn't be this way. I portrayed him like a bad kid. Obviously he's not. It's just as if there was a communication breakdown many times. Sorry for venting this out. This article made me think I need to try again, in a different manner. Hopefully, we're still in time. Anyway, thanks for your words. I will try to make some time for reading as many older posts as I can and read again your book. I have it and loved it, but it seems I need a lot of repetition to get things to stick in my brain. Okay, 
So let's see what we can do to help this little guy and help this family. It sounds like uh, this mother is having a hard time taking a leadership role in the house with her son. And this is a very little guy, two and a half. He really needs to know that he's not the one with all the power in the house and that even his loudest scream isn't going to jar his parents. Now, I know that's asking a lot of you, but it's it's a mentality. You know, of course, sometimes it's going to catch you by surprise and be right in your ear and you're going to jump a little. He sounds like the kind of child that really does have a lot of intense emotions to share at this age. That doesn't mean he's going to grow up to be a screamer or somebody that just loses it at the drop of a hat. He has very low impulse control uh, and emotional self-control at this age, as all children do. And he's an intense character. He's probably going to be a very powerful guy in a lot of ways, strong-willed. And so I would meditate on the truth that he is a guy that needs to scream. And, you know, he has reasons to scream. He's in group care for a good part of the day. And not that there's something wrong with that, but it's a lot of stimulation and there's stress that's created in these situations. And then on top of that, his mother is there and, you know, he doesn't really have her attention on him like he does at home ever. You know, he's always got to share it with these other children. And so that becomes a big distraction for him and makes it harder for him to be in that environment in a way. I mean, it, it can be a plus as well that he has you there, but it's, it's also sharing you. Sharing you is hard. So particularly at the end of the day, he's going to have some blasts to share with everybody. I think the big key to this is to know the difference between what he wants and what he really needs. He doesn't need to be sitting on your lap all the time. He doesn't need to be nursing whenever he wants. He doesn't need to uh, have you playing with him and have your attention all of the time. He, he really does not need that. He's wanting that right now. But what he actually needs is to be able to share his feelings, share his screams and his tantrums and whatever else, uh, crying and whatever else he needs to share and have you accept it and not be intimidated by it and have you as a leader with personal boundaries around your body, you know, when it's okay for him to sit on your lap and when it's okay for him to nurse and be very clear about that because the more clear you are, the less distracted and caught up in all of this pushing you and testing you he's going to be, the freer he will be, the more comfortable he will be knowing he's not in charge. And knowing that at two and a half, he doesn't control and, and uh, have all this power to upset these two giant grown-up people in his life, that he needs to be rock solid. So, you know, it's easy for me to say, you've got to be more of a leader and you can do this. The hard part for all of us is the part where our children don't agree with our decisions and they say they really want something or they really need something uh, or they show us that they they really seem to need something and you know our heart kind of especially if we've been working all day and you know maybe we don't have tons of time with them 
our heart sinks and we think, oh dear, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, I have been neglecting him or maybe he does need this and, oh gosh, he really just asked for a hug or he just asked to sit with me and he just wants somebody to play with him. You know, what's wrong with that? I mean, I can go there very easily with children. I'm a big softy in all of that. I know those thoughts that can go through our minds and those worries and how hard it is. I mean, children are very, especially guys like this, they're very persuasive. They know what gets to us. He knows that perfect scream that's going to make you and your husband go crazy. You know, not because he's an evil child, but he's got to see if you two are really on top of this, if you two are really seeing how tiny and in need of leadership he is. And so he's going to have to go all the way to all of his, all of the usual things that get to you to check, is this going to get to them? Is that going to get to them? How, how do they feel about their leadership in this area? How do they feel about it there? Um, how does she feel about saying no to nursing? I mean, this is this wonderful connection that we've had since I was a baby, you know, it's going to be hard. So that's why it's important to know the difference between his needs and his wants. And what he needs is, yes, some attention from you every day. It could be just, you know, a few minutes here and a few minutes there. Sometimes you'll have longer to give him. But to give him undivided attention periodically when you can, especially when he's eating, when he's uh, nursing, the times that you do decide that you're going to nurse, and I would decide that ahead of time with him and really have uh, a routine around that that you stick to because there's a lot of people that promote nursing on demand. Well, that's applicable and important for an infant, but with a toddler, part of their job is to demand to see if somebody can stop them, you know, if these people can take care of him. It's his job to demand. And that's not going to work around nursing. It's got to come from you deciding when are good times for you to do this and really sticking to that. And then he won't have to ask all the time. But if you're a little bit guilty when you say no, or if you're unsure and just a little sad about it, or you're wavering in any way, he's going to have to keep asking. And that's true with all of these limits. Sitting on your lap, having you play with him rather than, you know, sitting with him sometimes while he plays and, and really giving him your full attention, not having your phone, not having, not having any distractions, but also doing your own thing. And when he comes and wants to hang right next to you, it's okay for him to hang right next to you. You're not going to get rattled by it. You're not going to stop what you're doing. You're going to take the power out of that uh, activity for him by not minding whether he wants to follow you around or not. And if he wants to ask you 50,000 times to play with him, that's okay. You know, you're still going to do what you're doing. And every once in a while, not every time he says it, but every once in a while, you're going to say, wow, you're still, you still want to play with me. You know, you don't have to repeat. I'm going to play with you after I do so-and-so. I would do that the first time. You know, I would be very clear and say, you really want me to play with you now? And that's hard because I have to do this. Uh, I can play with you after dinner for a little while. I'm going to sit with you. So I would say that the first time, but not keep pleading your case with him. Because, you know, if we think about it, the reason we get caught up in that is that we really just want him to stop objecting and just agree to it. And he can't. 
a lot of the time, children this age, they can't. They need that feeling of disagreement with us so that they can release these tensions of the day. So it takes a lot of reminding ourselves that this needs to happen, that it doesn't look like, you know, it'd be so nice if it looked like at the end of the day, he says, you know, he's sitting with you and he verbalizes, "Ah, it was stressful today, all these children were there and it was so much fun and we did this or that, but, you know, I'm exhausted and ah, I just need to scream, (laughs) I need to run around, I need to yell, Uh, I need to cry. Uh, If he could say all that, wouldn't that be easy? I would love that if children were that clear, but they're not. It looks like, mommy, play with me, mommy, play with me, you know, let me, I need to nurse, nurses, 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 you know, all these things that they know are going to get to us. They want to push up against us. They want to have us be able to say, you're saying all that, you're not happy with my choice, but this is my choice. And know in your heart, in every cell of your body, actually, that you're being a great parent there, that you're being that leader. And accepting that our children aren't happy with our choices, that's parenting right there in a nutshell. Tell me more about how mad you are that I'm not playing with you right now. Like really going to that extent where you feel like this is a good exchange for us to be in instead of, oh, yikes, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I'm not giving him enough. You know, he's not happy. And that means I'm a failure and I'm a terrible parent. That's where most of us go. So again, it's, you know, so easy for me to say he needs more leadership from you. But what that actually looks like is challenging. It's our job, though. I mean, this is the job that we take when we become parents. We have to be leaders for our children. They can't be the ones that are leading in the house and charging everybody up with their two and a half year old uh, (laughs) shenanigans. So, you know, you got a great guy here. You've got a blustery, strong guy. He's going to be very persuasive in whatever he does, but he needs to scream a little or cry a little every day, probably. The more he gets it out of his system, the better. Um, You're not abandoning him to do that. You're just accepting. And accepting means that you don't try to fix it, that you trust it, and you go about the things that you need to do right there if you can't stop and be there for him when he's upset. Sometimes you have to go and do things and you say, yeah, I see you're so, ah, you just want to scream when I say no to you about that. I'm going to go in here and I'll be back to check on you, you know, and if he follows you, just carry on and trust that this is an okay dynamic for you to be in. In fact, I think, I honestly believe this is quality time, especially for working parents or parents that don't have a lot of time with their children. A lot of the time, this is what quality time will end up looking like. You hearing the feelings. Just like later, you know, if we're lucky, we get to hear these disappointments that children have, you know, their first love and the feelings aren't returned or they didn't make the team or uh, this is the same thing. It's, It's all those things that we want to be as parents. So, you know, this mother says she needs a lot of reminders and repetition we all do. You know, welcome to the club. I still do with, you know, much older children than that. I I still need to remember, oh, that's right. This is healthy for them to not be happy either with me or, or with their life right now. And thank goodness they can express it. 
thank goodness they have bestowed me with this gift of being able to trust me with their feelings. That I'm not going to try to take them away. I'm not going to try to shift them and, and give in to, to something so, to make them feel better. I hope that helps. And please listen to some of my other podcasts. They're on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. And also my books. For those that like podcasts, you probably will like them best on audio. And that's on audible.com. No Bad Kids. Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, A Guide to Respectful Parenting. And for this topic, No Bad Kids is probably the one. Thank you all so much for listening. We can do this.